from Good Shepherd Library in Inwood, New York City. Welcome to Inwood Artworks On Air. It's where you meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes who make their home what we affectionately call Upstate Manhattan. <laughs> I'm your host, Aaron Sims. And today, we welcome local artist and curator, Regina Grades. Regina has lived in a multicultural, multi-generational Northern Manhattan Mitchell Lama Cooperative since 1960. She grew up there, as did her children. In 2008, after retiring as a social worker, she became a volunteer curator at an art gallery in her local spiritual home, bringing a diverse range of artists to share solo and group exhibitions. Her own themed exhibitions began in 2013. At her rabbi's suggestion, she brought artists, poets, dancers, and many others together on themes of surviving war and thriving. After hearing survivors give thanks to those who helped them, she went on to honor community neighbors and others on themes of being thankful, volunteering, making choices, being a human angel, celebrating a spiritual home, welcoming the stranger, and lives that have been disrupted. Her next themed exhibition is set to open this February 2024 and is called Time to Meet Mother Nature. Regina is also a photographer whose photo Pigeons was chosen by Artists Unite MTA Subway Elevator Project of 2013 for the 190th A-Train elevator station. Her photo FX Cam Fort Tryon Tree was chosen by the NMAC Postdark Card Project in 2017. She has displayed her collages and assemblages at Our Savior's Atonement Lutheran Church uh, and the Ring Gardens Annual Art in the Garden. We're going to talk to you about her work and so much more. But first, let me welcome you, Regina, to Inwood Artworks On Air. It's wonderful to see you. Wonderful to be here, Aaron. Well, thank you very much. Um, how are you today? A little nervous. <laughs> well, you, you're yourself every day, so it's easy, right? Come on. Um, so let's go to the beginning of your development for your knack for visual art curation. Um, is it true it started when you were working as a social worker in a nursing home, working with people with dementia? Yep. I was a social worker on a team and uh, uh, for, for people with moderate dementia, which meant they may not know what day it is, but they sure could dance and sing and move around. And we had a lovely living room and uh, we had an annual brunch. Uh, and it was just wonderful for the families to see that their beloved family member was enjoying life. Awesome. And and how did you help them enjoy it artistically? Uh, well, we did have an activities worker, but for the brunch, I would take photos of them, headshots, in which they look just beautiful, and place them on a window uh, of the office uh, meeting room, um, and uh, say a little bit about them. Um, and um, it, it was an honor to be among these older people. And they had a disease, but they had a full life. Yeah. Um, it's pretty special to be connected like that. And mm -hmm. that's what good art should be. And it's that nice assemblage of people and their stories is, mm -hmm. um, you know, very much present, I feel, when I've come to see um, 
your work at the Hebrew Tabernacle. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as I mentioned, in 2008, you began curating work at the beautiful Art Deco building there mm-hmm. at 551 Fort Washington Avenue for the, the Goldwing Gallery, as they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've been churning out wonderful group and solo exhibitions ever since. So what made you answer the call to take on that position? Well, I guess I'm a visual person and I love art. So when I was asked to uh, uh, volunteer, I said yes. And as the years moved on, I moved into the head curator position. Wow. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And, and, and how, how has that position evolved with you? Um, <laughs> well, my two co-curators, um, one is a new widow and one moved away and Another one is involved in the Ukraine, so it falls to me, and uh, it's kind of like a pregnancy, an incubation, where the exhibit just incubates within me, and the theme comes uh, comes out. I was going to say, in 2013, you started really planning themes around the shows, Mm -hmm. and how do you go about choosing your themes for your exhibitions? Well, the rabbi asked me first to... um, interview and and use the Goldwing for our um, memorial to Kristallnacht, the the night of uh, broken glass in Germany and Austria. And many of the people that I prayed next to witnessed that. And um, as a social worker, I love people. (laughs) They're beautiful. So I interviewed them to find out... um, what was it like for them to to have to be in a in a war? Uh, and um, they they told me of people who helped them. And uh, so my next uh, ex- exhibition was on being thankful. But the the people who I prayed next to um, thrived when they got to America. Like so many immigrants and refugees here, once they come to New York, they can, as, as my super said, I'm no longer a second-class citizen here. Everyone is equal. And we all know um, from history that Washington Heights was a very welcoming place for people to have escaped um, yeah. from persecution, particularly of a German persecution yeah. uh, and, and made their homes here. Yeah, and, it was uh, called Frankfurt on Hudson. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and for those who are interested, we have a podcast about that, the Mendelssohn on yes. the Hudson thing yes. we did a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Hebrew Tabernacle is very centralized to, um, you know, the Jewish culture and our Washington Heights community, I feel. And it's been a wonderful place uh, to help keep... Um, the message alive, and I think you're doing that like uh, through your curation. There's the stories can still continue to be told, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, lives continue to be celebrated, mm-hmm. which I think is wonderful. And the work, like, and those themes, that being thankful, mm-hmm. um, it very much resonated mm-hmm. throughout the shows you put together. So with, so I feel like the incubation metaphor you used earlier is like very much so. Like you meet people and you've learned their stories, and you, you know, you. Do take these local people and their stories, and you support those those stories through your work. So I think it's pretty mm-hmm, wonderful. Mm-hmm. And um, the building is used by two synagogues and two churches, so the Goldwing uh, 
is is a very holy place to me. Mm-hmm. It's in the foyer. When you come into the building, it's in the foyer, and then on either side you can go up into a beautiful balcony sanctuary. Mm-hmm. You may or may not know the answer, because I don't know the answer. I'm just going to ask. Um, uh, it was named after... Um, uh, a couple, right? The Goldwing. Yes, yes, Armin and Estelle Gold. Yes, yes. yes. And uh, when they and they were residents of the community. Is that, was that? Yes, they were members of Hebrew Tabernacle, right. I believe. Very before cool. my time. Before your time. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Can you tell us a little bit about your next exhibition coming up this February called "Time to Meet Mother Nature"? Yeah, it's a it's an exhibition about climate change, which I feel is should be on the top of the list of what we do with ourselves here in the world. So I've selected 12 artists and one poet. Um, Six of the artists point out the harm that we're doing to ourselves and the planet. One artist reminds us that we've always been a species on the move. One artist shows the worry so many of us struggle with. Four artists help guide us to the beauty and opportunities we can now connect to now and in the future. And then two organizations invite us to join in community to make the changes that we want to see in this world. And our poet talks to us of Mother Earth, Madre Tierra, in English and in Spanish. Very nice and very representational of our community, too, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, um, and that starts, uh, what time, what, what day does it, it start in February? It will open on Saturday, February not, uh, 10th, um, at, from 4 to 6. And 4 to all 6. are invited, and it's wheelchair accessible at Excellent. the Hebrew Tabernacle. So mark your calendars, people, there. And, yeah. um, is there, um, uh, I'm wondering, so you have that, and how long, how long will it go on for, like three months? Yes. Three months. So I'm a mo- grandma now. Yeah, mo- <laughs> she's, she's busy. She's got other things going on. <laughs> you know, she's busy. Um, you know, you're so busy doing your curatorial work. I was going to say, when do you have time for your own work as you a visual know, artist? Art is, um, art is wonderful. I, one of my hobbies is taking apart um, broken uh, mechanical things like a radio, computer, um, and then, uh, which is just beautiful. Uh, I have a set of tools and sit at the table and just time just flows. And then when I take it apart, I discover that I could put it together in an artistic way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's found art piece, uh, pieces there. Yeah. yeah. Very Assembling. Cool. Yeah. yeah the, and uh, they the, talk to me, you know, something, they become creatures uh, t- uh, telling me, about themselves. It's a lot of fun. So are we going to have a solo show for you in the future? I don't know. I know a good, <laughs> cur- I know a good curator. Oh, wait. <laughs> well, I hope so. Um, because you lived and worked in this community for over 60 years, far longer than any many people I know, um, I'm interested in your take on what makes this neighborhood special to you and also what are your hopes for it as it becomes more challenging for artists to afford to live and work here in New York City? You know, this is a wonderful neighborhood. Uh, I've lived here since 1960. I went to school here. I raised my kids here. Uh, and it always is changing. The people who come in change. Uh, they, it's a neighborhood of immigrants and refugees and migrants from different parts of America. Um, 
And uh, there's no bad answers here. I love living in northern Manhattan. There are people here who use their talents and abilities for art, for the parks, for bookstores, for community centers that take the children of of immigrants who are just trying to get by with three jobs and not knowing anything and not knowing the language. And these after-school programs can help the children become the adults that we need in this world. Now, we not only need skills, skills pay bills, but we also need compassion. And uh, we, we can... The, the building that I live in, I call a vertical village. Uh, and um, as I walk on Dyken Street to a 7th Street, uh, I feel safe and I feel respected. Uh, and there's, there's a lot of new uh, buildings going up. And some of them are schools and some of them are apartment buildings. And uh, if you could put your name on the list for a Michelama middle-income co-op, you could have carrying charges that will allow you to have your children get the education they desire, go to camps, have the vacations, because not all your money is going to a landlord. Right. And the result of that is that we produce children as a gift to the city and the nation and the world who are compassionate, who don't believe the stereotypes because they've grown up around people of multicultures. Right. Uh, right. And, uh, well, that's definitely, I think you have the nail on the head there in that last phrase that like, our community is, if not the most multicultural community in New York City. Everyone's welcome here. Everyone's accepted. And, mm -hmm. and I love the word village that you use too. You don't hear that very much anymore other than a title like Greenwich Village. You don't, there's not really like a, um, but there's a sense of small town togetherness and community here mm -hmm. that perhaps you don't get other places. And I think, as you said, you know, you've raised your children and people have raised their families, the Good Shepherd community here. We have Mother Cabrini. Mm -hmm. um, you have so many wonderful um, schools like St. Elizabeth's and whatever mm -hmm. else, whoever around here that's made up just, you know, including the public schools like PS5 and mm -hmm. 187 and mm -hmm. everything else who, you know, non-denominational, we'll say uh, mm -hmm. secular schools mm -hmm. that everyone has, um, it's been a great community to foster um, and somehow very different, and yet every, in spite of those differences, um, everyone finds a way to get along and, and mm -hmm. support each other mm -hmm. and, and learn from each other and, mm -hmm. and, and make those differences assets. Mm -hmm. um, so, And I think uh, kind of tying it back into what you do at the, the Goldwing Gallery is like you find these different people and who have very different points of views and um, gather them around that theme, and it shines mm -hmm. through. You Thank know. you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, uh, Regina, it's been a pleasure speaking with you and sharing your work. Is there anything else you'd like to bring up that we haven't talked about? I don't think so. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. Um, uh, so where can people go to find more about your work uh, and connect with you, or perhaps connect with you about their work being shown at the gallery at some point and 
uh, and maybe being included in one of your shows, how can they sure. uh, contact you? Um, well, they could leave a note at the gallery, and uh, I would get back to them. Okay. And they would be a potential artist. Sounds good. Is there a website or an email Hebrew, address? HebrewTabernacle.org. Okay. HebrewTabernacle.org. And there's information on the gallery there, right? Mm -hmm. Very good. Well, listeners, you can go ahead and do that. And, um, and we'll put that in the description of this episode, too, so people can find it easily, okay? Thank you. You're very welcome. And thank you so much for taking time and being a part of our podcast and you know, being part of our, our artistic community here. Well, thank you, Aaron, for doing what you do. You, you are one of the human angels. Oh. <laughs> I wish I had a gallery a mile long <laughs> for human angels. Well, thank you. That's a huge compliment. I greatly appreciate it, and and, and likewise, likewise. <laughs> um, so once again, thanks to Regina Greatest for joining me on this Artist Spotlight episode of Inwood Artworks On Air. It's where I meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes who make their home here in what we call Upper Manhattan. Uh, if you have a moment, please show us some love right now and rate this podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. It really does help us. Uh, many thanks to the Church of Good Shepherd here for hosting us and to HeightSites.com for uptown promotional support. You can support On Air and all of our programming by going to InwoodArtworks.nyc backslash donate. Be sure to follow us on social media to keep all that we do, which including the Inwood, Inwood Film Festival, Filmworks Al Fresco, pop-up art galleries, live performances, and so much more. Inwood Artworks On Air is proud to be supported in part by public funds from the New York City Department of Cultural Affairs in partnership with the City Council. And Inwood Artworks programming is made possible by the New York State Council on the Arts with the support of the Office of the Governor and the New York State Legislature. From the top of Manhattan and the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Aaron Sims for Inwood Artworks On Air.